1: in the Eucharist.
2: Good morning and welcome to Holy Spirit Church in Virginia, Minnesota, part of the uh, Diocese of Duluth, Virginia, about two hours north of Duluth, Minnesota. We are here today. I am your host, Mark Cheney, and uh, I am joined by Father Brandon Moravitz. Good morning, Brandon.
4: Hey, it's great to be here, Mark.
2: It is awesome to be here. It is awesome to be in this beautiful day of the Lord and uh we're here we've got uh, a pretty good studio audience this morning too from the uh, totus tourist group and uh so it's it's just great we've got a great show lined up uh i want to quickly run down to what's going to happen in the next couple hours here we've got a guest dan johnson who's going to be sharing his story inspired sharing sharing the journey and uh, straight talk looking forward to that preferably your segment That's an awesome segment. Uh, Virginia Dykus is going to join us from Hibbing. Actually, she's going to be in studio, correct? And uh, she is from the uh, Family Life Center in the Hibbing area. Also, our 10-minute tour. I'm excited about that. Yeah, lots going on around our listening area. And uh, we have some more other interviews coming up. So a great show on tap today. Uh, Before we get started, I think we should uh, open in a
4: word of prayer. Yeah, let's do it. Let's just dedicate this time of of show to... uh prayer and we've got some of the totus tuus kids here we've got a great program going on here at holy spirit church and um, we're just gonna say a little prayer and i'm gonna have them also uh, just join us and pray a, a hail mary dedicating um, the show to our blessed mother so let's pray in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen god our father we give you this show give you this time that as we uh, celebrate real presence live that many hearts might be drawn um, to you and to the gift of the church and we commend this to mary the mother of jesus um, as we pray
1: Yep. Oh Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of
0: thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen.
4: St. John Bosco? Pray for us. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Awesome
2: awesome it is just a glorious day here in virginia and uh father i'm excited i really got to tell you i was nervous this morning and uh just said uh, said my morning morning prayers and uh got started and had my first cup of coffee and uh, greeted the sunrise and it was just a glorious day to come over here I myself are from the Hibbing area and which is only about 20 miles over to the west of us and uh, we've, got, we've got a great guest uh, speaking of Hibbing, a little later on uh, Virginia Dykus from the uh, Family Life Center will join us and uh, we, we've got a lot to talk about in the next couple of hours. We are—it's such a neat program here on Real Presence Radio Live because we've got uh, we've got live local uh, events and programming coming from various churches in our listings area and the surrounding areas we've got a lot of stations and and uh it's, it's just a a joy
4: yeah it's fun mark i think this is one of our first live shows here on the iron range you know we just got this radio station established not too long ago and they're starting to pick up some momentum and this is a great opportunity for us to to kind of just jump in and have a show and and get a little flavor for the catholic life up here on the iron range um, i'm excited uh, to see what god brings about here uh, today
2: all right. Um, let's kind of preview. We've
4: got a little bit of time here before Dan Johnson joins us. Let's, let's preview what's coming up. Great. You know, I, I think, first off, Dan jumping on here. He'll be here in a minute. And Dan's got a great story. I, I was in seminary with Dan for a couple of years. Um, Dan uh, also was a layperson working at my, my parish that I was at in Brainerd. And he's got an incredible journey of suffering and struggle, uh, but completely trusting the Lord and his church. Um, and I'm excited to be able to talk to Jan- Dan. And I hope many are listening because I think they'll be inspired by his story. Awesome, awesome. Um, I see we've got our our
2: photographer in the house, too, so it's kind of cool. We get pictures today, too, besides the radio. Um, um, Some of the other events coming up this morning. Straight Talk. Let's talk about Straight Talk just uh, briefly here.
4: Yeah, and just an opportunity for people to call in if they've got questions in our local area and things about local events or questions about the faith or, um, you know, some encouragement that they might need. It's a great opportunity for people just to call in and, and ask some questions and let us have some good conversation.
2: Super, super, super. Um, also, peripherally yours. It's uh, just after 10 o'clock and uh, then about, uh, oh, 1010 10, 10 or so, we'll be uh, talking again. We mentioned this. Virginia Dykes from the Hemping area uh the hibbing family life center and uh she'll share with her her stories and then our 10-minute tour that i'm looking forward to lots of community events i was looking through my notes here and uh lots of community events that are happening in our our churches throughout the throughout the area yeah
4: the church is alive and well lots of good stuff happening
0: inspired sharing your journey
4: so let we're gonna we're gonna head over to dan johnson now and uh we've got this great great segment called inspired where we have an opportunity to um, talk with people and hear their stories um, in hopes that we might be inspired in our own faith so um, I'm looking forward to welcoming Dan here today
2: you know we are all inspired on a spiritual journey one that has many ups and downs and each of our journeys are very unique one thing that is true for all of our journeys though is we all have a story to share it's a story of the Lord's goodness and how that we face many struggles and suffer along the way. He has promised to remain with us always, providing everything we need to continue forward on our path to holiness. What we do in this segment, like the name suggests, is share your story. Each week, we'll invite our listeners to uh, share those stories, providing inspiration and uplifting stories that offer hope. Now, if you'd like to share your story in our segments, please contact our programming coordinator, Brandon Clark. That number, and we'll repeat this often throughout our show today, is 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122. This morning, we'd like to welcome Dan Johnson.
4: Hey, Dan. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Great to be here, <laughs> Dan. It's Looking great to be talking. It. Yeah, it's great to be talking with you. I I just got to warn you. I know both of you, you and I are very long-winded people, but we've only got twenty minutes to tell the whole story. So <laughs> buckle up and let's see how this goes, buddy. <laughs> All right, we'll so I, I think I, th- I think to start, maybe just maybe just a, a brief kind of like a little bit about yourself, and maybe that can kind of enter into um, your story um, and some suffering and how the Lord was in the midst of that.
1: Yeah.
3: So I'm I currently I'm married. I have. Uh, two stepchildren, and I work uh, actually for the church in the Brainerd Lakes area. Um, I'm a youth minister. I teach our RCA classes, and I also do uh, sacramental prep um, with second-grade parents uh, for those that are receiving First Communion and uh, making their first reconciliation. Yeah,
1: great. Uh, A great. job
3: that I would have never in my wildest dreams imagined um, doing this, and number two, I would have never dreamed that um I would actually feel like a, a sense of fulfillment
1: hmm. and
3: actually serving and doing the Lord's will uh, in this capacity.
4: Yeah, it's um, beautiful. And yeah. I, I always look at you, Dan, as, as like your story um, is, is an opportunity to share with both young people and parents to give them hope um, in the midst of their sufferings and struggles how God takes our story and then uses it um, to inspire other people. Um, yeah. Is, is it, you see that?
3: Yeah, for sure. I'm. I uh, So I, I grew up Um, in a Catholic household. We went to Mass every Sunday. Um, I I would say uh, I didn't have... um, I've always believed in God. That was never a challenge for me. But the idea of, like, He's working personally and speaking to me every day and I can see it, I just wasn't aware of it. Um, And it really wasn't... Actually, it was through suffering that uh, that that actually really became uh, apparent to me. Um, The way the Lord speaks and really that God is personal... And desires to speak to us in a personal way. Um, that, and
4: I, I, go ahead. I, I think that's, I just want to stop here real quick. Like, that's incredible how, like, lots of times, I think sometimes we think we're going to find the Lord. I mean, and we do, but in kind of the mountaintop experiences and how we feel so close to God. But, but so often, I know as a priest and as I work with people, it's often in the midst of suffering where they feel the closest to Christ and where things become really personal. Um, as you shared, and, and I, I really appreciate you saying that, because people need to hear that, that often it's yeah. in their suffering that the Lord is really close to them. Um, and, and, and how did you find the Lord close to you, and what was your situation that, that led to, to that realization?
3: Yeah, so I, I, had, uh, I got married uh, to my first wife, Brenda, at 23 years old, and uh, we were actually living in Duluth um, at the time, and we had what I call three years of uh, wedded bliss, And uh, which also included me finding out that marriage requires a death to self. Uh, It wasn't a way for me to get everything I wanted. Yeah. So it it was a lot of me, well, it's still me growing up at 45 years old. But um, we, after those, through those three years, uh, Brenda started, she was sick and just not feeling well and had been going to the doctor for almost a year. Um, And they found what they thought was going to just be an ovarian cyst. And so they scheduled the surgery, said shouldn't be a big deal. Um, we might have to remove one of the ovaries, and this is super common at this age. And so we called her, both of us called our families because we, we didn't have any family living in Duluth. And so we just said Brenda's going to have surgery. Um, and the, the doctor told her, there, so there's a chance that it, that it could be a tumor, but at 26 years old, that's highly unlikely. So that's, we went into it um, kind of with that sort of a mindset, that this really isn't going to be a big deal. Um and our, our faith life we both we were we were married in the church and we went to mass on Sunday and every once in a while we would go to confession and that was really the extent of our prayer life. Yeah. Um we didn't we didn't have com- conversations about God and our relationship with him or on the dinner table or anything. It was literally we went to mass, every once in a while we'd go to confession. And so we went into this surgery uh, with that in mind. And it was supposed to be like hour and a half, maybe a couple hour uh, surgery. And about three, probably about three hours into it, uh, the nurse uh, from the operating room she came in and she said that the surgeon wanted to see me in the consult room. So I said, "All right." So I went to the consult room, and this is remember, I, we had no family there, so I'm sitting there by myself. Hmm. And the surgeon comes in, and I will—I'll never forget her words. She said to me, um, "She said it's a mess," hmm. and she told. She said that. Um, that Brenda has what looks to be um, cancer, and that it is spread basically through most of her abdomen. And her question for me was, "What would Brenda want?" Um, and she, so she was. She basically said that we, you know, we could do a radical hysterectomy, basically take everything out we can to try to get rid of as much cancer. And so my only response to her was that that Brenda would want to live. Mm. And wow. So to do anything and everything they can really to save her. And I, I had no idea. Neither one of us had cancer in our family. Yeah. So it wasn't like, oh, yeah, we know what to expect here. So I'll, I'll never forget. So we have this brief, this brief moment uh, with the surgeon. And, of course, she leaves because uh, Brenda's still in surgery. It was, I think, almost seven hours um, was uh, was her surgery, and so I that it was in that moment when she left, and I'm sitting in that room by myself, um, that I really feel like was the beginning of my relationship with the Lord. It didn't feel like it; it wasn't like a transfiguration yeah. experience right. of, "This is amazing, Lord." Yeah. Um, but it's probably the most helpless I have ever been in my life.
4: Hmm. It's like it's like it's um, like the, you're in the agony of the garden, like you're in that place where Christ yeah. is, like 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 let this cup pass <laughs> like but yeah. but lord your will not my will be done um that's yeah. an important thing i think for everyone out there to remember that there's those moments where we're suffering we're struggling uh there's diagnoses there's there's struggles but but lord like i embrace this suffering even as empty as it f- as it, as it feels for
2: those yeah. of us that have just joined us this morning uh we are listening to real presence radio you are listening to real presence radio our uh, topic right now is inspired sharing your journey with our guest dan johnson truly a, a story wow
4: yeah you know dan just to kind of go a little further just because i know the story there's that there's that like there's that moment where you had said a priest had asked Brenda a specific question and how yeah. how that kind of like just changed everything in some ways. Do you want to talk about that just that yeah. moment where yeah, the priest sure. ministered to you guys?
3: Yep. So we we after her so her first surgery took <laughs> place and and we went home and that really was it, it completely shook us both to the core. Uh, and I, I actually still remember she was in the hospital recovering for several days. And I still remember the first time I went home to shower, I just remember walking on the sidewalk in Duluth, watching all the traffic, thinking to myself, how can you people go on? Do you have any, idea? like, that's how shaken I was. I was like, how can the world continue to go when this yeah. is happening in my life? Right. And so, um, we began, uh, different, uh, cancer treatments and eventually we ended up going down to a place called MD Anderson Cancer Center in Houston, Texas, mm. And that's where she. we spent about three years traveling there. And I'll never forget, when we checked in, you could check the box saying that you're Catholic and you'd want to see a chaplain. And so we did, and Father John came to our room, and he had been there for years. He, he knew what he was doing, although we didn't know that. Yeah. He walks in the room, and I'll never forget, he made small talk with us for, like, maybe a couple minutes at yeah. best. And then he looked right at Brenda, and he said, what scares you the most about dying? Hmm. And both of us were, like, it it kind of set both of us back. Like, wow, that's... Uh, <laughs> I guess we're going to just come right through that, it.
4: That's some serious straight talk.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and But what it did was really open the door for us um, because it's almost... We don't want to talk about it. It's kind of like yeah. if you think about a kid, you know, plugging their ears and making noise so they don't... like Whatever the issue is, it's just going to go away. Yeah. Um, and actually, the greatest way... Um, for us to deal with fear is to actually face it and ask it, you know, why is this here right now? What is it that I'm actually afraid of? And so that, that was really for us um, started asking questions about, is eternal life real? Is there like, are we really planning for? So her and I spent really the next four years just diving into our faith. We asked the questions, why are we Catholic? Because the only reason we were is just we were raised that way. And so uh, that question really led into us asking, why are we Catholic? Why do we do the things that we do? And is the Lord is He really good? If if at twenty six years old, my wife has stage four ovarian cancer, how do we reconcile with that with God being good?
4: Yeah, I, I, I again, I just we're gonna take a little break in a few, a few minutes here, um, but it's just a reminder that, like, there's that agony in the garden, and then there's that embracing the cross, you know, and I, I, I see your story of kind of living out that passion in some ways in your own story, and you had to embrace the cross and face the reality of the the suffering, and, and that priest asks you, what are you afraid of? Like, I'm afraid of the cross. Like, that's scary. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I think when we when we get back, we can talk about how that then led to resurrected life in both you and brenda um yeah. and your journey just leads us through the paschal mystery um and 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 i, I want to get to that um after our break
2: yes this is real presence radio live um i don't know if we're going to take a break here yet yeah are we uh yep. we got one minute to break so we can we can talk a little bit about what's coming up in our program this morning here um lots coming up straight talk and uh Another Powerfully Yours segment, and also... uh about 10 away. Just after 10, we'll uh, be joined by Virginia uh, dykes from the Holy, uh, or rather, Family Life Center in Hibbing. So, lots coming up. Also, the 10-minute tour later this morning as well in our next couple
4: hours. Yeah, and if you're out there listening, I, I just really encourage you to, to, to what, what are you facing right now? Like, what what's, what's What's the agony in the garden? What's the What's the cross that the Lord is asking you to carry? And I hope when we get back, like Dan can give you some hope, because the reality of being a young man, his wife having cancer and, and that struggle, we're, we We want to talk about the resurrected life so we'll be back um, in in, in a moment and we're looking forward to having dan back here and to continue his story and to talk a little bit about resurrected life with christ Um, we look forward to being back with you Um, god bless you and we'll see you right after our break
0: stay with us there's more real presence live to come on the real presence radio network It's the 63rd annual PRCA Champions Ride Saddlebronk Match, August 3rd at Home on the Range Arena. Top PRCA Cowboys compete for the title champion and collect thousands in prizes on the world's best bucking horses. Celebrate past champions or join in the live Calcutta of Cowboys on August the 2nd. The Champions Ride, August 3rd at Home on the Range Arena. Exit 7 on I-94 east of Beach, North Dakota. Gates open at 10, the excitement begins at 1. Advance tickets and information at hotrnd.com. Taking what you experience on Sunday in church and applying it during the week at work can be a challenge. This year's Faith in Business
3: Conference is for business owners, managers, and those that seek to integrate their faith into the workplace. This year's conference features world-renowned speakers that will help you take faith principles and turn them into business practices. Learn how to take your Sunday into Monday on Thursday, August 8th at the Ramcota Hotel in Sioux Falls from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. For more information and
0: tickets, go to faithinbusinessconference.com And welcome back.
2: We are live from Holy Spirit Church in Virginia on this glorious, sunny morning here in uh, Virginia, Minnesota. We are part of the Diocese of Duluth, Virginia, again, located uh, about an hour, an hour and a half uh, north of Duluth, Minnesota. And it is just a glorious day. I am Mark Cheney, your host, and we are joined today by Father Brandon Moravitz. And our guest today for this segment of our program is...
4: um, Dan. Dan. Yeah, Dan, Welcome back, Dan. Um, I appreciate you just kind of beginning to share your testimony. Again, we've got a short amount of time to talk about some major life situations. Um, <laughs> and uh, we're going to jump back on, but I, w- I want to just, can you kind of just continue a little bit of like how that suffering started transitioning to joy and hope in the midst of the suffering and what, how Christ and the church helped you get to a place where um you could grab the cross and and let things go and how what that experience of of consolation was like even in the midst of suffering
3: yeah so i I, for me personally it was really going through suffering is what actually made me reach out to god Hmm. with like with everything that i had because prior to that my life was you know things seemed to be going good I mean, it almost seemed as if I could live almost without a relationship with God, and things just kept on going fine. And so it was, I I believe that God allowed this. In some ways, I needed to go through this to actually wake up and to actually realize my dependency on Him is actually way greater than I ever dreamed. Yeah, uh, that I, it could
4: be. I'm, I'm struck. I'm struck by you saying you needed to go through this. Like, how often would someone face the death of a, a spouse and look back and say, "I needed to go through that"? You know, and yeah. I, I think again for anybody out there that's suffering, to remember that that somehow God's providence and timing is perfect, and sometimes He allows that intense suffering, but but sometimes we need to go through that. And I, I appreciate yeah. you saying that because that's part of the resurrected life. Yes, and, and yeah. I think the through the
3: process uh, there was not. I would not say that I experienced, like, great periods of despair. Yeah. There were there were moments where I thought, Lord, how much longer are you going to let this go on? Hmm. Um, I definitely had moments of just asking the Lord, how much longer are you going to let this go? Because it, in some ways, if you even ask the people that are uh, suffering with cancer, um, some of them will tell you that they think it may be harder on the people that are watching it than the people that are actually experiencing it. Yeah, And by the time Brenda went to be with the Lord, she had become so selfless.
1: Hmm.
3: That her concerns were for the people that she was leaving behind. And um, just really wanting to pray for them. And it, there were so many family members on, on both her side and my side that um, even 10-year-old nieces and nephews that were really transformed watching her die
1: hmm.
3: um, a, a peaceful death and really surrendered to the Lord. We prayed for a miracle, for healing, right up until the very end. Um, but we also trusted that the Lord, in His providence, He knows what He's doing. There's not a single person that He brings home that is a, that is a surprise to Him.
1: Yeah.
3: And I, one of the things I want, in talking with people that I... Um, I always ask the question, especially when we're dealing with losing a loved one in a time that just seems like it's it's too soon, is... If you could see that this was the only way for your loved one to be saved, to spend eternity with the God who is love,
1: hmm. would you
3: have it any other way?
1: Hmm.
3: And I, I have yet to find somebody that would actually say I would I would choose something
4: different. Yeah, you and know, so, I, 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 I often just at, at funerals sometimes, you know, I'll... I'll it, I'll say to people like nobody really wants to live in the craziness of this world for 200 years, you know, like yeah, like like in have some ways. It, that we don't have I to. mean, <laughs> death is so hard and it's dark, but yet there's a giftedness in that because of the resurrected life, and and it, it's so beautiful for your, you to share that testimony about that reality of like the way Brenda handled that and the way you handled that, um, and and you how God's brought you to tell the story and to inspire other people, uh, and and like, where's like we only have about five minutes left, so. Uh, so you have this experience now. How did you process through that to get to where you're at now? Because I know now you're you're, you're remarried and you've got some some stepchildren and you're working for the church. And I, I find you as a man of great joy. Um, and that might be a counter like it's it's a counterintuitive to people to see your story and see you be filled with joy, you know. And so how yeah. have you gotten to this place? Yeah, how have you gotten to this place um, despite all the suffering that you faced? Yeah.
3: So I I think the uh, going through. Um, the the suffering with Brenda and her death really brought up in me I had never in my life even growing up Catholic I had never asked God what do you want me to do? Hmm. I, I, it was the life I was leading was kind of like it, it just felt like I, w- I was falling into this and okay this is working out and I fell and it's nothing that I actually chose after asking the Lord what do you want me to do? <laughs> and, it, and it was really it was really through um, meeting him in the midst of suffering that actually convinced me that his love is so, so unbelievable. Um, and if he's made me for a plan that then I have to ask him the question, what is it you want me to do? And so that led me to, I, I was, I had discerned priesthood for a couple of years. I spent two years in the seminary and with the help of my spiritual director discerned that I should probably look at getting married again and I would have growing up. I never. I thought like church work was would have been super boring, um, and I can tell you now. I you couldn't pay me to leave. Uh, you couldn't pay me enough to leave what I'm doing now,
1: yeah. uh, working in the church.
3: And this is that's why it's also kind of the marks of the Holy Spirit, especially the youth ministry part. When they offered me this position, I I spent like two days pouting with God, saying, "Oh, I don't, I don't even like teenagers," and. That's what I thought, and but I thought okay, they're offering this position, so I told the Lord I'm going to just take it well it turns out i I love what I'm doing hmm. um, and it's that's one of the things we just simply need to trust God because he will, sometimes he chooses things for us that we think at the outset gosh, I wouldn't have chosen that for me, but he knows us better than we know ourselves amen and amen. so to to allow, just simply to allow him um, to do with us as like use us the way that that's the instruments that he made us to be.
4: Yeah, so good. I, I you know, to kind of wrap up in these last couple of minutes, Dan, I, I um I you know, we've had this conversation before and I just want to close with this that I think often there's a there's this idea of kind of this prosperity gospel that if we follow Jesus we're gonna be rich, we're gonna be happy, everything's gonna be good. And then like suffering comes and then people start doubting God and his existence and like how could a good God let all this stuff happen and, and the reality our Catholic theology and our, our, our Catholic belief is this has nothing to do with prosperity like Jesus said pick up your cross and suffer you know and yeah, I'll be in yes. that and, and just to close up could you just speak to that briefly just and anybody out there might be misguided in thinking that following the Lord is going to be easy um, so we yeah. only got a minute but if you could just speak to that just for 30 seconds
3: yeah I think that Jesus does not promise uh, to save us from suffering, what he promises us is to be with us. Mm-hmm. And I forget if it's St. Teresa of Avila or St. Catherine of Siena that says that he who has God lacks nothing, there is nothing truer than that. Mm-hmm. that. So meaning, in the midst of suffering, if the God who is love, the God of the universe that created all of this, if he is my Father and he is with me, what could I possibly fear? Yeah, and the, And the answer is actually nothing. Amen. Uh, we Amen. don't Amen. need to walk in fear.
4: Yeah, and I, I, I kind of wrap this up. I, like, the, one of the most common things Jesus said is, be not afraid. I mean, yeah. he spoke to that because he knew we were going to be fearful people. Um, yeah. And so I just want to thank you for being here today and for being a witness of, of those, those great words, be not afraid. Um, and Dan, you're inspiring to me. Um, it's a joy to be working with you in the church and, and trying to proclaim the gospel and bring people to the Lord and the gift of the church. Um, so I wish you nothing but the best. Keep praying for us. We're praying for you. And uh, thanks for being here today. Awesome. Thanks, Father. All right, buddy. God bless you. All Another right, you awesome,
2: too. awesome segment to our programming this morning, Father. It is just a joy to be here. It is now time for Straight Talk. Yeah, the number to call in, 877 795 The point of Straight Talk is to start up a conversation, an opportunity for listeners to call in with questions about the faith. Or ask questions, or comment on things that are happening in our world today, and that's uh, that's a wide open subject. There, uh, important to. Uh to remind, you, remind our listeners of, of the number, 877-795-0122. You can also join us on Facebook. If you've got questions and comments, just drop us a note on Facebook. Use that social media platform. We certainly welcome and encourage that. And uh, we want to hear from you. We want to hear from you this morning. Father, we've got a, a, a great lineup of questions, I believe, today.
4: Yeah, I'm looking forward to hopefully we'll get a few phone calls here and have an opportunity to have some good discussion and kind of see where things go here. And like like I said, uh, it comes from a, a
2: variety of sources. You know, we, we want to look at uh, what it's like, what people are looking for, what people are questions that people have. Uh, you know,
4: one thing, Mark, that I think uh, is, is good for us just to kind of consider is um, what are what are some of the gifts of of the Holy Spirit, um, and, how, and how do we know that the, the Holy Spirit's working in our lives? And maybe this can kind of just start a conversation. I, I think so often, you know, our parish is named after the Holy Spirit, and we often don't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Like, we, we talk to God the Father, we talk to Jesus, and the Holy Spirit's difficult sometimes. And I think to start, we just ask the Holy Spirit to be with us during these times of conversation and, and see where God might lead us. Uh, and I think the Holy Spirit's tugging on a few hearts um, of students here at Totus Tuus. Uh, we've got a couple of our young ladies that are here today, um, and they're going to actually start our our. Our our, our question time here Um, so we're gonna get one of them online and uh, ask that they would just introduce themselves say what their name is what grade they're in and we'll see what kind of question they have for me today
0: I'm Ella and I'm in sixth grade and my question is why did they put the um, crown of thorns on Jesus
4: oh that's a great question Ella why did they put the crown of thorns on Jesus you know Ella um, Jesus um, uh, was was called the the king okay and and when one wears a crown okay their, their, their kingship, you know king of the Jews you know it was, was often something that was thrown at him, so that that crowning of thorns was was one to, to add to his suffering and his pain and his hurt but it 's also to remind us that that in that suffering, like Dan talked about today um, that that our kingship um, as as sons and daughters of God can be found in the crowning of suffering um, it 's a remarkable thing, and I think Maybe next time, Ella, you're in the, in the church, when you look up at the crucifix, um, you'll see that crown on Jesus' head. Um, and, and to reflect on all the suffering that Jesus went through and that he's the king of your life. So that crown reminds us of his kingship and that he wants to be the king of your life. Is that helpful? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's a very good question. Very good question. Yeah, so we got one more totus Twoist member here, um, and we're going to have her introduce herself and let her shoot a, uh, one of her questions that she might have for us.
0: I'm Mila Flatley-
1: And um, I'm going into fourth grade, and um, I want to know why. how long you're going to be a priest.
4: How long I'm going to be a priest? Well, forever. You know, one of the things about being a priest is it's called a vocation. And a vocation means that that God calls us to something, and, and some are called to be priests, some are called to be married, some are called to be religious sisters. Um, and a vocation isn't really a job; it's 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 a whole life. So I'll never end being a priest. Just like um, your mom and dad, who are married, they'll be married till death do them part. All right, all the way to the end. And that's the same for my life as a priest. Um, it might look different. You know, your mom and dad might retire from their jobs, but they're still your parents, and they're still husband and wife. And same with me as a priest. Like maybe one day I won't be a pastor, um, but I'm. I'm still always a priest. Um, that's, that's my whole life... Um, and, and, and that's the way the vocation of priesthood works. It's, it's so beautiful. So priesthood and marriage are very similar in that way. This isn't my job. It's actually the way in which God has called me to live my life in the world. Um, does, that, does that help you a little bit? Yeah. Does that make sense? Awesome. Awesome. Great, great question. It's yes. great to have you here. You guys go back to class and go learn some more, all right? God this, bless you.
2: This is Straight Talk, and it's Real Presence Radio Live. Please call in this morning at 877 is our phone number. We'll get you on the air and hopefully I answer your questions. In fact, we will
4: yeah. yeah and do we do we have a do we have a phone call out we there? we do
2: have a phone call father ryan oh my goodness makes me a little nervous uh, this, this could be an interesting question morning father ryan
1: good morning you guys yes how <laughs> you doing <laughs> i'm doing well
4: oh man it's good to have good you good online doing I'm,
1: a great job welcome to the real presence radio family
4: yeah i, I appreciate i appreciate that ryan um it's it's great to have you online this is my <laughs> first show and uh maybe after i'm done you can give me some good pointers <laughs>
1: I can always give you a good point. You know, that's what brothers do,
4: you know. Yeah, I know, and it's hard to take advice from your younger brother. <laughs> right. Now, now for, for, our listeners, you
2: <laughs> for our listeners this morning on Real Presence Radio, we have, we have to uh, back up here two steps and introduce you a little more formally, uh, Father Ryan and Father Brandon, or brothers. And you both—if I have this right in my notes—you're both from Ely, correct? Yeah, that's correct. We both grew up in Ely. So you're you're, you're both northeastern Minnesota uh, boys, and uh, it is a pleasure to be be part of you, be part of you here and part of the radio family here. Um, and I know both of you very well because uh, Father Ryan from formerly from Hibbing, and uh, uh, you know uh, I attended over there for a number of years, and now over here in Virginia. So uh, it, it's just a—it's a pleasure to be here with you, folks. You're great, it's great to be here with you, Mark. So,
1: yeah, and so I like—I R- like to tell people, Father Brandon's the older one, but I've been a priest longer. So, <laughs> so uh, he outranks uh, me in the family, and I say I outrank him in the church.
4: <laughs> God bless you, man.
1: <laughs> Listen, I got a question, though. I got—I yeah. got—I got I think I got a good one for you. Mm-hmm. Go so, ahead. Bring on. I know that Father Brandon that you guys have put on an adoration chapel that you—you you designed and. Yeah, built or remodeled for an adoration chapel in your parish, and it's it's been there for a while now. So it's kind of twofold. Like, what is the impact that you're seeing from having a, a distinguished adoration chapel, and what's the impact on the parish? And then, how can the laity help bring an adoration chapel to their own parish?
4: Yeah, it's such a good question. I, it's I, I think it's one of you know I've been here in Virginia at Holy Spirit for five years, and and I think if someone asked me, you know, what are what are some of the things that I look back at that I'm, I'm most grateful that, that we've done here at the parish? It's it's probably our adoration chapel, and we we established that probably three or four, gosh, four years ago. Uh, one of the first things when I when I came here is we we built a little chapel, um, called it the Divine Mercy Chapel, and created this beautiful environment. Took some of the old pieces from the old churches in Virginia, and and just turned this into a beautiful place of prayer. Um, and one of the things that I find at our parish now is after having done this for four years is people are encouraged in their faith when they stop by in the middle of the day and they see three or four other people sitting in there praying, you know, we can sit at home and we can pray and that's beautiful, but there's something encouraging about walking in before the Lord and you have other people all around you praying, <laughs> um, young and old, and there's this consistency of prayer. And, and for our parishioners to know, there's people praying constantly in our chapel for our parish and for our community. Um, it's, it's kind of a, a light in the darkness. Um, it's a place of hope, a place of encouragement. And uh, I think people's prayer life is just going deeper. Um, you know, and and that they're learning how to be still. We live in a, such a busy, busy culture where trying to sit and be quiet for a half hour—like, my gosh, people think that's crazy. And I see people slowing down, being with the Lord, and then they can hear the voice of God, and then they can start having conversations about faith and, and encouraging each other. Um, so I, does does that make sense, right, Father Ryan? Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, that's yeah. what I kind of anticipated, and you know, I see that just in when we do adoration during Lent or Advent, but that dedicated
4: space brings a consistency that would seem. Yeah, it's just consistent, and I I, I love seeing, like, the church is multi-generational, and there's something for me, when I stop in there and I sit down, and there's a 17-year-old high school kid next to me, and a 97-year-old faithful prayer warrior that's been praying for the church for 90 years, and, like, you see the whole church right there. Lots of times we have youth group, and then we've got, you know, like... Ministry for our widows, and and the Adoration Chapel brings the whole church together, um, and it, it's so beautiful. And it and I think the young people are inspired by the older generation, and the older generation inspired by the younger generation. And I think that's where it happens the most is right there in that Adoration Chapel. Um, and I love seeing. What
1: that. can the lady do to bring it to their own parish then? Yeah. You know, I mean, how can they help, bother, or help the parish make a decision or make it make it possible?
4: Yeah, I mean, and, and one what in order take? to right in order to do it, you need people that are willing to pray. <laughs> you know, like you can't just open an adoration chapel. You've got a people that are gonna commit. So I think one, like you have to pray about it and say, Lord, like give us the desire in our parish to 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 have this. And then I think we have to talk to our priests, um, have you know, maybe just a little group of people that have organized and, and what kind of space could we do and how, what days are is this going to be open and, and, and get excited about it and don't get overwhelmed about the practicals. You know, like sometimes I think people just get totally overwhelmed with the practicals. We have to be practical people but yet we have to have hope and say, let's do this. And and and, and one you you inspire people and bring it out um and and invite other people I, I i i there's some people that just they've prayed in adoration chapels their whole lives and then you say hey come to the adoration chapel and people don't understand it and so i think the laity need to invite people to have the experience and then capture their hearts and i think you're twofold there you're exactly right on i mean it's it's a two-fold question because
2: first there's power in prayer and We know that, and then it's that invitation. It's that invitation to join and feel welcome and, and encouraged. And so, uh, this is straight talk on Real Presence Radio. Thanks, guys. And uh, yeah,
4: thanks, thanks, Father Ryan. God
1: bless. Have a good day. Yeah, number... God bless you, Mark. God bless you, Father Brandon. Thank,
2: Thank you. All right, yeah. Yep. Our number to call okay. in if you have a question is eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. That's our phone number this morning. We encourage you to call in with your question, uh, whatever it might be today.
4: Yeah, it's great to be able to talk to my brother a little bit. Um, I, it's funny, we're only an hour away and we're both, you know, uh, live in priesthood, but I, I don't see him too often, and yeah. so it's good just even if it takes the radio for us to chat a little bit. Um, and i
2: neglected to mention that he is also a co-host on uh, Real Presence Radio right. here uh, with uh, Father... Uh, Father
4: Rich Kunst. yes. Um, so those two have had a show for a while and do a great job there in Duluth, and it's great to be kind of joining the, the, the Real Presence Radio team. Uh, Father Ryan's been kind of telling me, I need to have a show, and I keep saying no, 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 and... Finally, we're doing it, and it's great to actually be on live radio and and to kind of talk a little bit about what's going on uh, here in the uh, Iron Range and throughout the Diocese of Duluth. And we
2: do have a question from a listener, not on the phone, but I uh, sent in a question, and
4: uh, I'll let you take that, Father. Yeah. So someone someone wrote, wrote in and said Duluth has a very young presbyterate. Can you speak to the beauty of the youth of the priesthood and the great things that are happening as a result? Um, You know, something like Father Nick is is working hard at at restoring the sanctuary and kind of bringing back a communion rail and these sorts of things. And this gets people excited and um, all these new things that some of the young priests are doing. And um, one of the things that I love about being a priest in the Diocese of Duluth, and this is hard to admit in some ways, but I'm 41 years old and there's probably 20 priests younger than me in the Diocese of Duluth. Um, That's incredible um, that we have such a small rural diocese and we have so many young, um, vibrant priests, priests that love their people, that love love the church, um, and there's a great camaraderie amongst us. We're all a little different. We all have different personalities, uh, but God's called us all by name, and we're all together in that process. Um, so it's, it's, it's a great gift um, that we have that here in the diocese, and I think we all support one another. And you've got someone like Father Nick who has, has this desire to, to, to bring about this beautiful liturgy and, and, and to bring that out in the church, and, and then you have other people. You know, Father Anthony's working in the marriage and family life and trying to trying to help the families of our diocese, and, and I, I'm kind of like... Try to bring about life here in the parish and we just brought 80 kids on, on a missions trip and, and 80 high school kids and there's great things going on there and we could go on and on about all the little charisms amongst the young priests and the most important thing is that we're all praying for each other and that all of us just use the gifts that God has given us to build up the body of Christ um, it's, it's, it's just a remarkable thing we need to keep praying for more priests, uh, that's, that's another thing that I, I, we, we need to really keep praying that vocations prayer um, and I hope this, this new push of young priests might inspire other men to say yes to the call Um, to continue to revitalize the church in northeastern Minnesota. We are so blessed, and I don't know if we always realize that. Um, We are gifted. Um, Support your priests. Pray for your priests. And there really are some great things happening.
2: This is Real Presence Radio Live. This program is uh, called Straight Talk with Father Brandon. I'm your host, Mark Chaney. And our number to call in today is 877-795-0122. Our programming today on Real Presence Radio coming to you live from... Virginia, Virginia, Minnesota. We are here, and uh, we are here at Holy Spirit Church in Virginia. We're part of the diocese in Duluth. And, uh, again, for those of our listeners that are outside of the greater northeastern Minnesota area, um, because we have stations all over, (laughs) we are about uh, about an hour, an hour and a half north of Duluth, Minnesota. So we're up on Minnesota's Iron Range. Um, And it's great to be here. It's a glorious day. The sun is shining. We have been very blessed with our, our day here to be broadcasting and coming to you live on Real Presence Radio. It's Straight Talk with Father Brandon. And, uh, again, the number, 877-795-0122. You can also reach us out on Facebook and uh, that social media platform. We would encourage you to do so.
4: Yeah, you know, I think if anybody else is out there, you know, send us a little question or give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. Um, it's always good to know there's people out there listening, uh, and just anything, just throw it out there. We'd love to have a conversation. Um, it's a great, great joy to be here on on, on air with all of you. Um, this is Mark and I's first first shot at this. Um, we're hoping to do this a little more regularly, um, and it's a great opportunity for us to have live radio here on the Iron Range. Uh, you know, Mark, uh, one of the things that you know we could kind of talk about is is just talk a little bit about like. What does is, what is getting involved in a parish look like? You know, I know you've had your own journey of faith, and, and you've been involved in some parishes, and you've gotten involved here, and sometimes you can be really involved, sometimes you can't, and there's some things that draw you in, and some things that maybe just don't seem like they're for you. Um, but do you want to maybe just, kind of just share briefly, just like how have you found um, the parish benefiting you, and what sort of things have really helped you in your faith life?
2: Well, uh, to start with, that's a very good question. To start with, I think it's a very personal and very intimate relationship um and sometimes we're a bit timid and shy to come in depending upon where our walk is with the lord um my walk has been a rough walk yeah. um as a young uh, as a young man in my my late 20s i had strayed away from the church mm-hmm. and it had uh, gone through a, a, a marriage that didn't work out so well and uh so with that you wound up in the div- a divorce situation so now then you know as being a catholic and divorced that's kind of a taboo so it's to tough, speak yeah. and it's a tough you don't want to come in you don't want to but yet you don't want to be alone yeah and uh that that feeling is kind of frightful yeah and uh and uh, it kind of hurts yeah but yet when you come back to being grounded right what i like to call grounded um and you get your feet back on the ground yeah. and you feel welcome and encouraged yes and you find that right niche yeah. and it, it's incredible yeah. it really is it's incredible to to come back in
4: it 's it's great, great to see a mark like Mark shown some emotion here, and it 's so beautiful, like it goes back to what Dan was talking about earlier today that that everybody has their journey and there's and there's suffering and, and it could be, it could be failed marriages, it could be struggles with your children, it could be death in the family, it could be unemployment, like mental illness there 's so much out there that, that sometimes we can be so overwhelmed, and then we start wondering like where do I fit into this church? Like, my life's a mess. And, 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 but we have to remember that the, the, the church isn't a place for, for all just saints. It's for sinners, too, and for, for the broken. And it's so beautiful for me. I, you're not here seeing this, but but Mark... You can see the emotion in him that, that he suffered, but yet, man, this guy's here for our RCIA classes, and he's here for our Alpha program, and I see him here at Mass, and he, he's persevered through that suffering, and that's the resurrected Christ living in this guy next to me, um, and it's a beautiful gift.
2: And we all have our own journeys. Yeah. I mean, this is just briefly part of my little journey, but and we all have different spots where we're you know at that walk with, with the Lord, and we have different crosses to bear, and everything is different, and everything is complex, and... Uh, certainly you want to feel welcome and i certainly feel welcome here and uh it, it's just a joy to be here
4: yeah mark looking back you know since we've got to know each other over the last five years i know you've been involved in a lot of things is there one thing in specifically that you think about um here since you've been involved in the parish that that has that has, has had the most impact on you um is there, or something that you look back at and, man i'm really glad i was part of that like that helped me in my faith journey
2: um <sighs> wow that's that, that, that's kind of wide open
4: yeah um
2: just the welcomeness the the love the support the encouragement mm. um and you you, you you once you get that love or receive that love that gift it kind of moves the holy spirit inside of you and uh, it, it starts to soften that hardened heart and uh it it, it really puts a different light on things
4: yeah it's so good I, I i it's that that relational component like there's that relationship with the Lord and he challenges us, he calls us on to truth and that we have to try to live that uh, but yet we fail sometimes and then to have a church that, that's, that's willing to, to journey with you through that suffering. And through that joy, that we as priests are willing to journey with you out there, you know, and and to say, hey, come on, let's talk this out. Let's how do we how do we like unbind the things that 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 just bind you in some ways, and, and how do we bring hope and joy? And that can come from as simple things, my friends. Like when you're at mass, you welcome somebody, you greet them. You don't know what someone's face that morning, and you see them at mass, and like just check in with them, and and how are you doing? And and we have to have coffee and donuts after mass, and sometimes people are like, oh yeah, the coffee and donuts, but that's it. Got to be intentional. It's not just eat donuts. It's like, how do you check in with people? Yes. And, and, and maybe even like, I always, I try here at my parish to model this, and I always envision, I wish more parishes would do this. When you're sitting at Coffee and Donuts and someone says they had a struggle during the week, stop and pray with them. Like, don't just say, I'll pray for you. Like, pray with them right there on the spot. Could you imagine if after Mass, people were just randomly just praying with each other? Some people look at you like you're crazy, but that's the gospel. That's evangelization. And, and here at our parish, we're working so hard to create that sense of hospitality, that sense of truth, that there's beauty in the liturgy, there's also beauty in the foyer. (laughs) And And both those things happen.
2: That is exactly what our Straight Talk program is about this morning here on Real Presence Radio. We would like to hear from you. If you've got something on your mind, a question, maybe a a prayer concern, something that's troubling you, it really doesn't matter where we're at. We'd like to see where you're at. Um, Give us a call. It's Straight Talk at 877-795-0122. 877-795-0122.
4: Mark, we got someone. Nancy on Facebook. Seems to be someone that you know. Um, she said, Mark, so beautiful to hear your testimony. How is Bruno doing?
2: Bruno is my youngest son. Bruno is doing very well. Thank you for asking. Uh, Bruno is living in Duluth. He has graduated from the University of Minnesota Duluth. And uh, we see him often. Uh, the question, uh, the statement says, I think of him often. Father Brandon, what a blessing. You are to me at the death
4: at the and Teacher teachers. Retreat, okay. and you're doing great things for God. Who well, else? I,
2: I thank you for that comment, Nancy. That's, <laughs> that's awesome to hear. Uh, yeah, Bruno and uh, my other boy, Max, are doing quite well. Max is over by Fargo. Bruno's in the Duluth area.
4: Yeah, yeah Nancy, just a quick shout-out to you. Like, thank you for teaching in Catholic schools. Um, that is such a sacrifice, and I just want a big shout-out to all of our Catholic school teachers. Like, you inspire me as a priest, the way you sacrifice, the way you give up yourself to, to like, teach the faith and to form our young people. Um, like, we need you Catholic school teachers, and we're blessed. In our diocese with so many great Catholic schools. Uh, here we've got Marquette School on the Iron Range. Um, we're growing. We're adding a seventh and eighth grade. Um, we just got a new principal. Um, and there's just this beautiful thing happening in Catholic education. So I appreciate you checking in and I thank you for all that you do. Know I pray for you and all of our Catholic school teachers so often. Um, Catholic education is so important for us. Um, and I, and I, I'm grateful that I had the opportunity to meet you on that, that diocesan retreat and to kind of lead you in some time of prayer and reflection. And I'm glad it's still having an impact on your life. Um, what a gift. And uh, keep praying for me. And remember, we're in this journey together.
2: And thank you for the note, Ben. On Facebook, what gives you the most hope in our church today?
4: Oh, oh, oh. that's a that's a great question. Um, I I think that the thing that gives me the most hope right now um, is that, and it's it's an interesting thing. Like I, get, I think is what I want to say is this: is that I think on the outside, people looking in think the church is a disaster. Okay, like if you were to watch the news and read blogs and get caught up in that whole secular world, like even people that are really involved at the parish are like, what is going on? And the, but, but the reality is the church is under a little bit of attack and uh, there's, there's struggles and there's challenges. But from my perspective, there is incredible renewal taking place in the church. And if we look at the history of the church where the greatest suffering took place, the greatest renewal happened. And we have to remember, despite the sufferings and the human failures of the church, there is beauty taking place. Um, Some incredible things happening. Uh, Just last week, um, I was at a conference with 2,000 high school students. And I had 80, 80 of us from our parish there. And man the church is alive evangelization is happening and hearts are being changed and and families are coming to the Lord so I think what gives me hope is is like things like seminaries are filling up and and there's these great evangelizers in our country that are are traveling the country and sharing the faith and people are responding and we have to make sure that we keep our eyes focused on Christ and the renewal that's happening and not bury our head in the sand. There's still ugliness. There's still suffering. But again, back to our theme today. All right, back to our theme. That even the church has to face the scourging at the pillar. The church has to face the Garden of Gethsemane. The church has to face the crucified Christ. But there's always the resurrection that's there. And even in the suffering, God is bringing about a great renewal. And my brothers and sisters, rejoice and be glad. There are beautiful things happening in the Catholic Church.
2: Amen. Amen. Uh, Another one from Facebook, a nice social uh, media platform, Steph Lee. You got that? Yeah, so
4: what do we got here? So we've got... uh, Steph, just, she, she writes in, just want to say hello to Father Brandon and Father Ryan um, from Arizona. I usually listen to Patrick Madrid right now. Oh, boy. Now you're listening to Father Brandon and Mark. Not good news. Um, but he's <laughs> going to be on a back burner this hour. Oh, sorry, Patrick. Uh, love you, and we'll pray for you. Please pray for me, Stephanie, which is actually, oh, Stephanie, <laughs> my cousin. Um, is your adoration going to be 24 hours? She says, adoration has changed my life. Oh, my gosh. Like, now, Mark, now it's my turn to cry here. All right. Um, so my cousin Stephanie. Oh, man, I love you, Steph, if you're out there. Um, Stephanie is another person that's had an incredible journey, a journey of great suffering. Uh, but, man, it's been so much fun seeing my cousin come to know Jesus and the gift of the Catholic Church. Um, Even as I'm thinking about this, I'm going to get her online sometime to share her story. Um, About two years ago, she sent me this beautiful, beautiful message out of nowhere about how she encountered the Lord um, in the Sacrament of Reconciliation and came back to the Lord. Um, And it's so great to hear from you, Steph. Um, And uh, I'm so inspired by you, and uh, I keep praying that you'll continue your journey and allow the Lord to continue to heal and bring about great renewal in your life. Um, Here in our parish, Steph, um, in adoration, uh, we right now um, have adoration on Tuesdays and Thursdays, um, and also on Wednesday evenings, uh, from 8 a.m. till 8 p.m., uh, but one of the things that we're going to begin in this fall, um, this is kind of my first official announcement actually, if any prisoners are out there listening, um, starting, starting in September, we are going to uh, be having 24 adoration hopefully 24-hour adoration, starting Monday morning, all the way until Wednesday night. So we're going to do three days of perpetual adoration. If this is my, uh, again, as Father Ryan talked about, like how do we do this? I'm going to my parish this fall and say, let's do this. Let's 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 step it up. Um, and I think a good father challenges his kids. And that's and, the invite. That's yeah, the invitation. That's exactly and it. That's
2: what we need to. Get that started. Yeah,
4: and people come to me like, Father, I can't make it between 8 and 9, you know, and and people would want to come in the evening or early in the morning, so we're going to start working towards 24 hours, and we're going to... We're going to do that Monday uh, through Wednesdays. Um, and if that starts going really well, then we'll add Thursday and Friday after that. So I'm hoping over the course of the next couple of years, we'll get to a full-time perpetual adoration chapel. We're a, we're a fairly small parish, so it's a little bit of work. Um, but there's a great renewal and great beautiful things happening. And I, the more people we get before the Lord, um, the better. So I appreciate you. You kind of you kind of threw the softball to me um, that we're going to be beginning perpetual adoration here at our parish um, starting this fall.
2: This is Straight Talk on Real Presence Radio Live, our number 877. 795 two two. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. That is our phone number to call in. Just a couple minutes left for callers to call in this morning, and share what's on your mind.
4: Yeah, Mark, I've got I've got one more question that just came in, and the question is, Father. So, so so many people have children who have left the Catholic faith. Could you please expound on the most powerful prayer in the church, the Mass? People could go to one extra Mass a week for their children. And have thirty minutes of powerful grace. What a beautiful question! Um, I think one of the most painful things for very faithful parents to go through is children leaving the faith. It's really difficult. That's a hard thing. Like, how do you find hope in the midst of that? And 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 it's it's very difficult. I it's it, it's a battle. And I appreciate this this question because we have to remember that there is so much power in the Mass. The prayers of the Mass is the most powerful prayer on earth and, and to come to Mass on weekends and, and maybe come to a daily Mass once a week and like when that priest is lifting up the body and blood of the Lord you put your children right on that altar and you lift them up to the Lord. You have to remember you can't control it like and you have to let go. You have to let go of your children and give them back to the Lord and the Mass is the most beautiful place to do that. Heaven and Earth kiss And this is the opportunity for you just to allow the Lord to take your children and to trust in that. And a word of encouragement, generally speaking, moms and dads, it's someone other than you that bring your kids back to the church. You have to be the prayer warriors and pray that the right people come to their lives. And it's hard because we want to control our kids and we want to, like, figure it all out for them. And that's the natural instinct of a mother and a father. I feel like that sometimes as father in my parish. People come to me with battles, and I want to fix them all, and I want to make it all perfect for them, but I can't. Like, like God is our ultimate father, and we've got to let him do that. And so my encouragement is that the mass, parents and grandparents, you come there to pray that you have the grace to let go and trust the Lord. They, your kids and your children might suffer crazy, you know, but you've got to let the Lord be in the midst of that, and you have to trust that. Um, and, and so the mass is the place where you let it go. You trust the Lord. You give your kids back to God as we offer the great gift of the Eucharist.
2: Amen. Amen. This is Straight Talk. Straight Talk. And we are just about out of time, but one more quick comment from Facebook. Marge and Facebook. Father Brandon and Mark, it is so great to be able to listen to you on Straight Talk this morning. What a great way to start my day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your comment on Facebook. We appreciate that
4: yeah, so much. Yeah, Marge, glad you're listening. I know you're one of our, our, our faithful people here at the church, and I know you're out there in Brit on Sand Lake, probably enjoying the beauty of northern Minnesota, um, but listening to us here. Uh, and it's great to uh, just have you listening. Pray for us. I'm praying for you. And Marge was just here yesterday, and her grand child, uh, came in and registered at Marquette School. Brand new family here, um, and I'm excited to have Marquette's family here at Marquette School um, this year.
2: And thanks to all those who called in on Straight Talk this morning, or even wrote the questions down at Facebook, and uh, yeah, let's see. Okay, one more one question. One more question. Out there. Walt, Walt uh, how can you abandon yourself to God when there are inner thoughts and fires you... Wanting to hold wanting back? To hold back. Oh. Yeah, great
4: question, Walt. Very you know, good question. I, I think everybody has this sense of like things are holding us back, and we have these thoughts, and we have these emotions, and 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 this, th- there's this like these fires and these battles we're facing. And and I always tell people when we exercise, there's resistance. If we're doing, if we're lifting good weights, there's resistance. And where there's a resistance, muscles are being built. And so we have to remember where there's resistance in our spiritual life, there's these battles, there's these fires, there's spiritual muscles being built. Okay. And so, Walt, remember, you don't have to avoid those things. You just have to push into them and let the Lord help you enter into that stuff Um, and where there's that resistance you're going to build up some good spiritual muscles. So don't try to remove it. Remember the Lord is teaching you something in the midst of all that. I'm praying for you brother. Whatever you're facing whatever's going on and anybody out there that has that resistance um, God is with you. It's great to have you here on Real Presence Live. Um, God bless you. We're going to go to break and we look forward to having you back.